but uh, today's message will be good. I, I was going to continue on um, in the uh, thinking series, and this is part of it, but this is more of a, hey, a lot's been going on this week, and I kind of woke up to some realities uh, of what's going on. So I'm calling this today, Worn Out, Stuff That Got got me thinking this week. If you take a look at these pictures, there's two things that have worn out. You see the stairs above, um, which are worn down after water running down it for years. And water will soften those rocks and, and smooth them out. And if, if it's raining that day, it's going to be real slippery. But the bookshelf is also a worn out. Look at those tiny, skinny shelves. When I saw those skinny shelves, I realized that when they built that shelf, it held everything just fine. But as moisture built and probably it looks like there's some mold in those pictures and something got worn out and began to get wrecked, same amount of weight, but the boards became brittle and started to wear and start to reshape themselves. Uh, it's, it's almost like this week has been like that. I felt this week is kind of a, wait a minute, I'm feeling worn down. What, what is causing this feeling of worn down? So before we get into it this morning and talking about being worn out and some stuff on my mind that I think most of you also have going on in your minds, um, uh, yeah, let's do this prayer. This is, a, this is a special prayer for a pandemic. I want to read this to you. So you can look at it on the screen if you want. Later on, you can rewatch and pause if you want to see this. But listen to this prayer. You can close your eyes if you want to, if you're into that. But it goes like this. God, we praise you for being good. Thank you for being intimately close to the families of those affected by this horrific pandemic. We know that you are grieved and mourn with us. Heavenly, earthly, motherly, father, we need this pandemic to stop now. It is causing so many to suffer and others to lose their lives prematurely. It breaks our hearts and we know it breaks yours. We thank you that you are a moment to moment, you are moment to moment comforting and healing to the extent that you are able. We hope that individuals and families affected by this pandemic accept your love and experience your tenderness towards them in this challenging time. We thank you for creatively inspiring those towards mitigating efforts and developing technologies to stop the virus from ravaging those you love. We thank you for squeezing good out of this bad and helping us see just how far we have strayed away from caring from our planet, each other, and ourselves. Faithful God, what can we do to stop this virus from negatively affecting more people? What can we do to help others in our sphere of influence experience your tangible love? We don't want to be passive bystanders. We want to be spirit-led active adventurers, paving the way for health, connection, and overall well-being. God, we attune our hearts and ears to your voice at this moment. What is it that you would have us do as your hands, your feet, so that your empire of love can reign in this hour. Amen. Uh, <laughs> I thought that prayer was pretty cool. I didn't write it, but it, it, it captures something. And we're going to end with another prayer like that at the very end today. Uh, the news has been plaguing us. And then on the news, 
when we see news articles or uh, people posting news stories, they just start circulating to a vicious cycle. It's like a spin wheel that just picks up speed or a spin cycle in a washing machine that you know, just keeps going really fast. And each person adds another push to the, to the thing spinning. Do you remember those playground toys? They don't have them anymore because I don't think they're legal. Um, but they, you stand on them and they, you have these bars and you push and uh, you try and get it going as fast as you can until somebody falls off. That's kind of what Facebook news is doing. And one of the t stories that came up was uh, about the church. Uh, Trump is talking about, hey, the churches need to reopen. Well, uh, again, worn out. And, and I'll tell you where I'm going on this in a moment. But I want to read this to you because this is really, really cool. Uh, to declare a church an essential thing, nobody needs to do that. Churches are essential. We already knew that. When the faithful are scattered in every age due to persecution, disaster, or plague, we persist in worship and service, in sacrament and sacrifice, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, welcoming the stranger, being good news for the poor, working to free the captives and oppressed. Our highest and holy calling is to be the church, not go to the church. <laughs> Did you ever think of that? I know, I know you and I know that the church is not building, and yet people are saying we need to open the buildings, open the buildings. I don't think we do. I think it would be nice, yes, but if there's a health risk uh, that could put others at risk, it's not worth it right now. I don't, I don't know why they're pushing. I think most people are pushing it all in the name of God said. I, I listened to a video of a preacher tearing up a, uh, an order from the law in, in his community and we're going to do this for God. We stand for God. And I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? It, it, it drove me nuts because you know what? Here's, here's what really drove me nuts. The person thought they were speaking for God. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> who am I to think I speak? for God. Really? And yet we've raised pastors to a pedestal of can't make mistakes, gotta speak right, act right, family has to be perfect, blah, 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 blah. No. To, to have some minister declare that God said we're to meet because this is our, our right. Well, guess what? Those who claim to say we have the right, um, if you know anything about God's grace, if you know just even a sliver of his love. Oh, if you look at just a little example of Christ when he came, he laid down his rights to love. He submitted. That, that, okay, those are not good words in today's pandemic times where everybody's wishing and fighting for rights. But this whole talk has been exhausting. You know, the, the churches, the ministerials are talking about, you know, should we meet? Should we do parking lot churches? What about that idea? And for some, fine. But my question is why? If you can answer it well, great. But if it's just to get people out and prove who's faithful, don't bother. We're not looking for performance-based acceptance from each other, nor is God going to smile on you with a bigger smile because you went to a place and gathered with some people who also all felt guilty that if they didn't show up, they wouldn't look as good. So 
worn out. Yep. I'm feeling worn out. I'm, I'm, uh, it, but it took, it took a picture yesterday. A picture came up. I think that's the next slide. Um, that kind of answered it for me. It was like, Oh, no wonder. Like I kind of knew, but I couldn't put into words. So, but when you see an image or a meme, um, that captures it, oh my goodness. So let, let me, let me show you this uh, picture that came up, um, uh, on my feed. If you're, if you're on my Facebook, you'll, you, you might've seen it already, but this is it. Take a look at this. Um, this is posted by a Kitchener pastor yesterday. Ken Miles posted this and I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but when I began to go around and listen to all the voices, now it says pastor. So this is for me, I'm hearing all these voices from all kinds of people and each person that's sharing these voices with me, I love and respect and, and highly value. So when you have all these conflicting voices coming at you at once, that's hard. Now take pastor out of it for just a moment. Put you in there for just a moment. I have a hunch you and I, regardless of a role, this is the stuff we're dealing with. It feels like we're getting everything crashing in with all these messages that we're being barded with. Some are saying, hey, you can't open the church building yet. It's a huge risk. You're wrong to do it. So if you do, do open, then you're going to turn off somebody else. Some other people are saying it's all a big hoax, a conspiracy, a media frenzy. And then here, read this article, watch this video, boom, boom, boom. You have no idea how many videos, although I bet you some of you really do know how many videos that you get shared. You say, you got to see this. This is the real answer. <sighs> Sometimes turn off Facebook. <laughs> it's good for you. I've, I've done it a few times this week where I just walked away, shut it off. So that's it. I've got to practice that a lot more. Somebody else will, is dealing with the loss of a loved one due to the authentic virus. Yes, it's a real thing, people. Um, so some have passed away or they contracted it and had a complication. To, to, to say it's not a real thing is really immature, I think. Um, then you hear a government that says, here are the things you have to do if you want to meet in your building. Um, and then another comment from another family would be, my family is going to stay home for a while before coming back. Sorry, we can't be there. So if you open right away, people won't come. If you don't open, they're not coming anyway. Another person says, don't ever open again. Let's do church from our living rooms. And you know what? <laughs> that actually seems kind of fun once in a while. It's like, I could almost get used to this um, uh, sharing from a video, but it is, it's a lot more work. This is, this is almost more difficult in some ways. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, okay. it's convenient because I can wear shorts, you know, to my office and, and, and it'd be okay, you know. So, or like today I didn't shave. I couldn't have cared less today. I thought, you know what, uh, if I'm going to be speaking about being worn out, I'm going to try and look a little bit worn out because that, that's how I felt. In my soul right now, I'm good, okay? I'm expressing today what has been plaguing me all week in different increments. And sometimes it hits me for 10 minutes. Sometimes it hits me for an hour or for a whole morning or a whole afternoon. I haven't had it hit for a whole day, but it gets heavy. Like just the concerns, the worries, um, having to sort out all the voices of people speaking. Do you know what I'm talking about? I hope you do because well, I think you do. I'm just finding a, a, an expression now, uh, a way to put. So this diagram here, I thought it was brilliant because it explained why am I so tired? 
Why am I feeling worn out? It's because we are all getting bombarded with all these messages. And it just, the spin cycle just seems to pick up speed. All right, let's get to this next one. <laughs> Have you felt like praying like this <laughs> at all lately? Dear God, and <clears throat> then you, God writes back, I know, I love you. <laughs> we don't know what to say. We, we don't know how to um, um, communicate into words what we're feeling on a solical level. And uh, it's okay. You need to know that. So this is for you who have tried to pray, can't pray. You're too exhausted to pray. Uh, stress at your home. Uh, stress from work, whether you work from home or you've lost your job. Um, th these are real things that, that folks are struggling with. So anyway, that's a, I thought that was a cool prayer. Then I came across this. There are two types of tired. One is a dire need of sleep. The other is a dire need of peace. I thought this was a great contrast. I think we're not always able to put into words um, that expresses how we're tired or why we're tired. There are some who are genuinely really wiped out, um, but there are even more that are wiped out in their soul. They need peace deep inside. And my hope today is by the time we're done today, um, if you can take a look at some of the things I'll share, there are some hopes and helps to uh, uh, help you well, do some steps to, um, to work towards uh, um, experiencing the peace that is already in you. Corey Ten Boom wrote this about worry. I love this. Worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Carrying two days at once. It is moving into tomorrow ahead of time. Worrying does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Now, when I first read it, I went, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. And then I began to think, well, wait a minute. What if tomorrow we don't know what's coming? How do we authentically um, deal with what our worries, worries that are coming tomorrow? We believe it really is going to come. What do we do with that? How do we process that? And again, I think this is going to be a lesson for all of us to learn how to listen to the voice already in us, looking deep, listening for the voice of God deep in us already. I like this uh, Winnie the Pooh um, thing. This might be a thing for you to go do. In fact, with the weather being this nice, go outside and enjoy. I think it's going to rain this afternoon, and but who knows, right? The weather station is not always right. So listen to this, what Pooh says. Say, Pooh, why aren't you busy, I said, because it's a nice day, said Pooh. Yes, but why, why ruin it, he said. But you could be doing something important, I said. I am, said Pooh. Oh, doing what? Listening, he said. Listening to what? To the birds and that squirrel over there. What are they saying, I asked. That it's a nice day, said Pooh. But don't you know that already, I said. Yes, but it's always good to hear that somebody else thinks so too, he replied. <laughs> I like that because that this is a reminder of the benefit of the church, the real church, you and me, the people of being connected. Uh, that's why I invite you to zoom calls. Uh, mind you this week, I 
I canceled two of them because I just needed a bit of a break. And so I chose not to. The numbers have been dwindling on the, on the midweek call. So um, maybe we'll just kind of pause for a little bit. But to hear each other speak and share good news, um, while we already know it, there's something different about communicating it. It's like our, all this text here in, in, uh, online that I'm seeing. It's, it's wonderful to hear even the same things repeated from different people. Oh, they think that too. Oh, they think that too. That's great. This is so encouraging. So that's part of the beauty of being the church together. So even from Winnie the Pooh, we can learn a few things. All right. I'm not Catholic. And some of you may not like the popes, but once in a while, there are some pretty profound statements that come out. And this one I thought was really powerful, especially in light of this time where some of us are feeling like failures. We're feeling weak. And listen to this. I love this quote. We are not the sum of our weaknesses and failures. We are the sum of the Father's love for us and our real capacity to become the image of His Son, Jesus. And the, our real capacity to become the image of His Son. Huh. I'm not sure he, well, I don't know if he fully understood that statement or not. It is a powerful statement. So how can we face tomorrow's worries? Well, by focusing on something like this today, to guard our thoughts today. Next week, when we come back, I'm going to dig into some pretty heavy-duty things on, on the patterns of thinking that we've got to break, or at least be aware of, so we don't get sucked into them. You know, the, my very question of, wait a minute, what about the worries of tomorrow? Reveals there's a thinking pattern that's unhealthy. But I know that's how people think. I, I've I've been doing this long enough. I, I, being a person, that is. <laughs> um, this is, this is. These are real concerns. It gets better. So what can we do today? Here's some ideas. Check your battery. And I really like this meme. Uh, it's kind of a, well, it's a cartoon. But there's some key points here. Some, and again, this is not about judging you or comparing you to anyone else. Uh, this little chart is helpful for you personally to go, where am I feeling? And and believe me, if it's just you looking at this and you evaluating it, then there's no point lying. It, it, every benefit comes to you if you're honest to see where you're at. So the very top one is feeling great. Uh, keep meeting needs and practicing self-care. Some of us don't even know what self-care is. Then you go down to the next level. How's your battery? Um, feeling good. Um, blah, blah, blah. And then feeling okay. So feeling great, feeling good, feeling okay. Uh, how can you make your day a little bit better? Some feel are feeling meh. Eh, I don't feel anything, you know. Um, maybe you need to just be extra kind to yourself. Give yourself permission that it's okay not to have a good day. Are you struggling? You know, there's what area of your life is suffering the most right now? Focus on that one area today and make it better. Speak good things. If you're empty, totally wiped out, um, then find those things that fill you up. Find those things that build you up. If it is going fishing, if it is going for a walk, if it is reading a book, um, uh, who knows? F do those things. But honestly, folks, this is probably why I felt worn out this week because I wasn't checking my battery. I just quietly started to drain. You know, like it's like your cell phone. If you're not watching your cell phone battery, suddenly get a deet, deet noise and go, what is that? That's an odd noise. You look at your phone 
and it's almost empty. You forgot to charge it. You didn't realize you were using so much of it. Even though you charged it the night before, if it had heavy use today, it gets worn out and it won't last. It, well, you and I are exactly the same way. We can't handle full throttle, busy, busy, stress, stress, help everyone else, counsel, counsel, make sure everyone's okay. We sometimes need to shut out everything and go, nah, I'm just going to sit down and read a book. I'm not going to worry about if anybody thinks I'm being lazy because I'm not. Um, so anyway, I think these, these are the thoughts going on in my head this week. It's a lot of stuff. So here's some, uh, it says seven cardinal rules for life, but I thought these points were really helpful. Maybe one or two of them will speak to you uh, as you deal with this, because I believe as we're going through this crisis, um, we're getting a lot more alone time in our heads. Yes, in our heads. We're being forced to think a lot more um, in self-contemplation, being a little more honest, and if you don't want to do that, you usually run to something to keep yourself busy so you don't have to think. But hopefully that has stopped or has slowed down. You become more aware of having to face things in your life, in your mind, in your thinking. Um, so here's number one says, make peace with your past so it won't disturb your present. Number two, what others think of you is none of your business. I thought I was going to say none of their business. <laughs> But it's none of your business what other people think. This was a tough one for me because I do care a lot about what other people think. Even some folks who say they don't care what other people think, that's not entirely accurate. Uh, there'll be spots where they'll be really concerned about what other people think. But it's none of your business. You're too focused on others if that's what's happening. Time heals almost everything. Give it time. Uh, I'm glad it said almost because time does not heal everything. Um, just like we taught in that forgiveness series, you know, time will heal all those wounds. No, it won't. Time itself won't. Um, but sometimes it takes a long time to process the emotions and feelings towards a deep hurt. So I think that was really cool. Uh, number four, no one is in charge of your happiness except you. <laughs> That, that's, a, that's a lesson for me because sometimes I feel like I'm responsible for how others are feeling. If they're feeling down, my job is to encourage and build up and uh, uh, it gets exhausting. Um, and then again, trying to help somebody in your family that's having a rough time. You know, you're not in charge of their happiness. They are. Uh, otherwise, you turn into a codependent relationship that's very unhealthy and you don't even know you're doing it. Number five. Don't compare your life to others and don't judge them. You have no idea what their journey is all about. Comparison is a big, big deal right now, especially when most people are, are living online on Facebook or messaging because they're, they're comparing. Oh, look at their happy life. Look at that person's family. They're always perfect. They always have the happy pictures. Oh, I wish my life was like that. It can't possibly be true, can it? Well, how about scroll on, quit comparing because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know why they're posting those pictures. You don't know what brought them to that point. Um, you, their roller coasters might be a little more intense. So they happen to be posting on an up moment and then they're down a down moment within 20 minutes. Who knows? Right? So don't worry about it. Number six, stop thinking too much. <laughs> I like that one. 
It's right. It's all right not to know the answers. They will come to you when you least expect it. Stop thinking too much. That's easy to say. Uh, and especially difficult for those who are struggling with authentic anxiety because that is a key trademark. Their, their, their thinking uh, goes in overdrive. They really think hard and fast and too much. They can't help it. So just to say stop thinking too much can sound trite, but for this morning, that's not the purpose. The purpose of this is just a, gen a general encouragement. Don't think too much about all that's going on to get all the right answers. Do you remember that first chart with all the bubbles of the messages to the pastor or to us as individuals? Maybe stop trying to guess, oh, which one's right today? And just put it away. Find a way to tune it out. Um, that, that's a, a good idea. Number seven, smile. You don't own all the problems in the world. And there are people going through much worse, which doesn't help your situation but it may give you grace and empathy for what you're going through and what others are going through. It might then lead you to a place of being grateful, which is a huge necessary step. That's what this next slide is. What are you grateful for? I thought this picture was great. Now we're going to probably go too fast today that you won't be able to see all this. So come back later and uh, look it up, pause it on the video. But this is a great little list. If you're struggling to find things to be thankful for, this list is really great. In fact, uh, there's so much on this list, especially in small print. You'll see um, in, in tiny right, there, a tiny print, there's a whole bunch. Look, we can all find things. And here's what's going to happen to you. Physically in your brain, physically in your body, things will begin to change almost instantly when we take uh, an intentional look at a list like this and give thanks for art, for music, thanks for the earth, thank you for clean air, thank you for the sun, uh, thank you for your parents, uh, thank you for, and just go on through. Have you been healed? Thank God for your healing. Um, thank you for not being hurt. Thank you for being well right now. Like the list goes on. This could become your best friend this week. So how do you not face the worries of tomorrow? By being grateful today. Great list. I love this list. This is a cool prayer too. Um, worth looking at. I'm going to uh, read it with you here. Or uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're just listening because you're doing something else, listen to, carefully to what this is. This is like a, an exchange prayer. I love this. Lord God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. By the way, fill me in the Bible does not mean... I lack and I need more of. Fill me, the word fill me, being filled with the Holy Spirit means to be controlled by. Just a heads up on that. So as you're praying, this is about God, can let your Holy Spirit control me. I receive your love and release my insecurity. When you pray this, it's almost like you're admitting, I've allowed my insecurity to govern my thinking right now. So I want to focus on your love. So I receive your love as in, not that I don't have it, but that I'm aware now that it's already here. Same thing with, I receive your joy, <laughs> release my unhappiness. I know there are people that are very unhappy right now. Jesus did not promise a happy life. He promised to be joy throughout all of life. So 
receive the joy of Christ, which can still be experienced while unhappy. Because happiness has to do with happenings. It's a response to that. Are you not feeling peaceful? Then pray, I receive your peace and release my anxiety. You might have to pray that a hundred times today, depending on where you're at and how your mind works. I receive your patience and I release my impulsiveness. <laughs> wow. I receive your kindness. I release my indifference. Wow. I receive your goodness and I release my ungodliness. I receive your faithfulness and I release my disloyalty. Again, these are not prayers of, of shame. These are, when you see ungodliness or disloyalty, um, please see it as a, an expression of doubt and misbelief, not a moral infraction. I receive your gentleness. I release my severity. I receive your self-control and I release my self-indulgence. This is a very powerful prayer. <laughs> and I got another one for you here. This, you'll like this one too. This is a Franciscan prayer. Um, you'll be surprised when you hear the words of this. Again, lots of praying today. May God bless us with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships so that we may live from deep within our hearts. May God bless us with anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of God's creations so that we may work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless us with tears to shed for those who suffer pain, rejection, hunger, and war, so that we may reach out our hands to comfort them and turn their pain into joy. And may God bless us with just enough foolishness to believe that we can make a difference in the world so that we can do what others claim cannot be done to bring justice and kindness to all of our children, and all of our neighbors who are poor. Wow. How's that for a French Franciscan benediction? Pretty powerful. The fruit. You aren't a fruit or a fruitcake, but you bear fruit. What kind of fruit are you bearing? This is a beautiful piece of art that I liked. I like when it captures, uh, um, words of scripture like this, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the fruit of the spirit. Um, nobody planted self-control seeds and got this fruit. Nobody planted kindness seeds and got the fruit. The tree is planted and this is the fruit of the tree. Christ is planted in you. And this is the fruit coming out of you that reflects your origin, your nature, who you really are. This is what we're called to show to those around us. Now, again, I don't know about you, but sometimes I've been a little more snappy with my frustrations. And it's hard because you just, you're getting so frustrated at what's going on around you. We were, the newspaper was uh, posting a, uh, a bunch of pictures today of people not physically distancing properly in a park yesterday and the disgust, the uproar that's come out of that. And I, I, I felt the anger come too. It's like, you dum-dums, what are you doing? And then, while the thinking is true, yeah, I wish they were wiser and didn't do that. Then I saw this picture and went, oh, my reaction is not one of fruit. 
but rather of weeds that aren't supposed to be there. And so I pray the Holy Spirit will gently, gently nudge me to bear this fruit the next time an anxious thought comes or a judgment comes. Not that any of us ever judge, do we? <laughs> Last prayer. We're going to wrap up with this today. <sighs> Papa, the heaven and earth and all that is contained in them are yours. We are yours. In this time and experience of isolation, draw us near to you. May we feel your hug a bit, a little bit tighter and your love a bit stronger. Thank you for this gift of technology to help us stay connected. It's another reminder of what can happen as we participate in your creative genius. We ask on behalf of those who are experiencing real, physical, financial, emotional, and psychological suffering because of this disease, that they would experience your loving, sacred presence. Guide and motivate us to participate in ways that bear witness to your great love for humanity. We are grateful beyond what our words can express, that you have included us in the life and love of your beloved son which we are coming to realize is life in the very center of communion you are. Never to be abandoned, betrayed, or lost. Please continue to teach, guide, and comfort us in our struggle to know what our delusions are and then to reject them so that we might live more fully out of the truth of our being created by, in, and for the incarnate Son. Amen. Worn down, worn out. <laughs> I hope that if you feel that, that today you were encouraged. I hope that you um, heard something that would hit your heart in a cool way. Don't forget this week to uh, uh, do your online donations. I know it's easy to forget, but for those that are part of Hope Fellowship, please, we need, we need that. And uh, uh, every bit of support matters so much. If you're blessed with work and can support, please do. There are some that can't anymore because they've lost work. So, Maybe the, those that have can and give more for, for a time until we're all, you know, 